Welcome to Control-Alt-Revolt, episode 186. I'm Nick Cole, and this is the single, the white, the Medusa. That's me. Here I am. Do you feel guilty saying white? I know. I think I told you that when you thought of that name for me. But I, I'm close enough, right? I'm yeah. half white yeah. and half Portuguese. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I was raised more on the white side of things so I, yeah. I identify as white even, <laughs> even though, though I look very tan and and you're Brazilian and Portuguese right. and yeah yeah but and some people apparently count that as that that counts as Hispanic and then some people say no it doesn't count so it's very like <clears throat> who knows some people are a little too far concerned with labels exactly and I'm you know, not like, I, I hate labels you know, actually I, I love that the the anti-racist crowd Yes. Has to make sure that everybody's race is labeled. I know. And again, I'm going to double down today <clears throat> on why I knew the vaccine was not just a con, but was some kind of poison death shot, as good old Dr. Z used to call it. Yes. Um, because they wanted to give it to the black people first. Exactly. Sorry, even the black people know that. Well, even, right after the elderly. Even they know that. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, first off, let's kill... I mean, uh, let's... Uh, Let's protect the elderly by putting them into these homes where they can all reinfect each other and cutting them off from any sort of support or love or, I don't know, healthcare advocate who could make sure that we don't have them on remdesivir and ventilators and are starving them to death. Yep. They're like, that's our first priority. And and then, you know what? Black people, you're next. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, are you kidding? Like, did anyone not see that? And and apparently, if you follow uh, black people uh, vaccinate, I'm just calling them black people now. I know African Americans, people of color. Uh, there's probably factions who will hang you on a cross or whatever, but black people seems to work for me. Well, someone made the good point. And so. Okay. I lost it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just saying not all black people are from Africa. That's the whole point of why that's kind of a yeah. not always the best phrase. What about the ones from the yeah. Caribbean, the Bahamas? Like yeah. there are a lot of other places where people could be from who happen to have dark skin. It's like they're not all from Africa. It's kind yeah. of doesn't make sense. Very you know what, Medusa? Excellent point. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Whatever I was gonna say wasn't Sorry. that it no, it's good. I love how you just you were like you had cancer before I began this began this podcast. Because of the level of heat. And you're like, oh, I can't. I just can't go. I'm so tired. And then I give you a little bit of coffee. We're having a nice keen today. Almond Olay. Because we're fully done with Starbucks. Right. And and I launch into a rant. And there you are. I'm sorry. I forgot that, like, <laughs> if you get derailed for one second on a rant, you're like, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. I'm sorry. I've, because I've learned that what I have to say isn't that important. Oh, it is to me. No. You know, last night I enjoyed listening to a podcast we were listening to where two guys talked. A German guy and a UFO professor. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to their conversation, they just talk. Mm-hmm. Neither guy is trying to sell anybody on anything. Do you notice, like, everything now is everybody, you know, fact-checking everybody and arguing and blah, blah, blah. And I was like... I just like this conversation because they're just talking. Yeah, that's what I like. What too. about and the German Germans ask great questions, mm-hmm. you know, and they make great observations. Germans rarely try to sell you on their point of view, which I just find very peaceful. Yeah, I um, agree. But but you know the other guy is, is one of my favorite people people to listen to right now, Richard Dolan, and um, <clears throat> I just noticed like 
that conversation was just so unlike even the conversations I hold, you know, where, and I, and I would like to have more listening conversations. Well, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like that it's just more discussions like, and that it's more like, well, what do you think about this? Well, I think this, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, I've had that thought about this aspect too. You know, it's just, it's talking, but yeah, you're right. Most people are so on an agenda lately. Yeah. That they're like, yeah, trying to sell you on stuff. And it's coming up on agenda season because (laughs) it's looking real bad for for the smart kids, for the (laughs) for the for the adults in charge. Apparently. And now we're coming up on uh, 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 you know Thanksgiving and Christmas, where they're going to be able to withhold their company or corner us at the dinner table and fax and figure us to death and everything like that. And I'm like, you know, honestly, there's just no. uh, I, I, I'm just so interested in someone taking a break and realizing that the Ukraine didn't work out and that Donald Trump wasn't the worst person in the entire world, that your 401k was actually doing better, um, that uh, a lot of things. And it's what I'm amazed at now is this administration turning around and trying to claim credit for everything and then at the same time sort of waging this war of you're all villains. Oh, yeah. You're all bad. And I don't know who it was that pointed this out yesterday, but they made a really excellent point. They said, <clears throat> if you watch that speech, I think it was actually Stephen Crowder who made this point. If you watch that Joe Biden speech, he attacks the voters who did not vote for him repeatedly. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And what Stephen Crowder is saying, if you go back to Donald Trump, he didn't attack the other voters. You'd actually be, and when he said it, I was like, you're ab- you're damn absolutely right. I forgot about this. Trump attacked all the people that were in power. He, yeah, he attacked, uh, he attacked uh, uh, Locker Up, mm-hmm. and he attacked Sleepy Joe Biden, but he also attacked little Marco Rubio, who's a Republican. He also... Uh, attacked Lion Ted Cruz and Jeb exclamation and, mark and low energy Jeb. <laughs> um, Crowder made the point that at, when he kind of went through everything, he said, "It's interesting. Trump never went after the voters that didn't vote for him, but that side always tries to tell you that that's what Trump did. He didn't. He went after the establishment people constantly. True." And, and I didn't think about that. And then I thought about it this morning. I go, well, damn, he's right. And the deep state, the swamp, yeah. the lamestream media. Because you're, what I'm most tr- fatigued right. about right now is constantly being vilified mm-hmm. and mean-girled by the other side. I get it enough as a writer. I got it enough as an actor. I got it a little bit as a soldier. Got it for some other things I did in my life. Um, but really, since Obama... It has been nothing but nonstop mean girling of everybody who doesn't see things the way they they did. And I think the article that sort of caught my eye this weekend apparently is that there's this show called She Hulk. <laughs> right. And so the the the, the article was um, the She Hulk the She Hulk twerking scene is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> what? And it's driving white racist voters nuts. <laughs> I did not hear about this. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't think that it is. No. But everything that you guys stand for has to be made on my back. You never can just say, hey, this She-Hulk thing is great. Hey, we believe in this thing. It always has to be, we do this thing and the horrible people hate it. 
Don't you feel good about that? And there is about 38% of the population, the the Ukrainian hash flag, hashtag flag, the dancing TikTok nurse crowd, all of those people, they derive their satisfaction out of doing the opposite of what you do. That is the entire basis of their existence. And frankly, I'm sick of it. I am sick of it too. I've worked with those people in the past, so I know exactly yeah. what type I could is. care less if She-Hulk twerks. Uh, that's my point. I don't, I don't need a I show didn't need, twerking, okay? Yeah, I didn't even wa- read She-Hulk when I was a kid who collected comic books. I collected Fantastic Four and Daredevil and grew. And it doesn't mean we're white Titans. racists. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not a racist. Like, like there were chicks in, 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 there was some Starfire. She was hot. <laughs> she was hot. Raven, she's a little dark goth. You know, she was hot too. I had no problems with any of these things. But it's kind of summed up in Dan Rather tweeting this weekend. If you go and le- read his tweet. Is he still like, Good Medusa play. <laughs> is he, is that, dino, is that lion sack of shit still around? Yeah. Yeah, he is. And he says clever things like this. For once, let's all just give women a break this weekend. And as someone wrote back and said, I don't know what kind of cult you and your friends hang out in, mm. but we don't disrespect women. Yeah. Why do you... Exactly. Like, they all do this. They position this like, I'm out for women because everybody else is a racist and hates women. And it's like, no one that I know does. Just like racism. Everybody I have found in my life is shockingly racist about the same. You want to see some real racism? Go get your nails done by some Vietnamese girls and wait till the little Chinese girl comes in. And if you even understand Vietnamese, you can pick up some hardcore racism or, you know, listen to how uh, black people talk about white people. Listen to how Mexicans talk about black people. Chinese talk about black people. Generally, there's a lot of racism. Everybody does it. It's really not exclusive to any one group. And there's no master race. And believe me, I'm I'm a white person. Might be half Indian. Uh, I'm I'm half half Irish, half Cherokee. Um, I have yet to make it to the exclusive white people club, and I'm pretty sure I have yet to have any sort of like, well, come on in here to this special secret employee bathroom because you're white. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't white. it just doesn't work like that. Um, people are all about as racist to each other as just about everybody else's. And actually, I guess I would go in. I found most white people try to go out of their way to be quote-unquote anti-racist in the actual sense of what that means, not the made-up Kendi X Ibram sense. And that I've seen a lot of white people try to bend over backwards for other races and stuff like that and be really cool to them. I actually haven't seen that with a lot of other race groups. I'm not saying there's not some hillbillies out there or some really racist people. I've met a few of some really older racist people. Sure, Uh, it was cute. It was funny. Um, It was was dinosaur-ish. Uh, to them, it was more of a sense of humor than than denigrating anybody. But um, I think that nothing I've seen among that crowd has been uh, half as bad as I've seen Koreans and blacks behave towards each other. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, yeah. To bring up Steven Crowder again, he said like a while back, I don't know if we're maybe around the same age, but he was describing his like growing up in Canada. But I was like, yeah, it was the same for me. He was like... That was, like, the least racist time. Like, we all watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, black show, Cosby show, black show, blah, blah, blah. You never thought about it. You were just like, I love this show. This is great. You weren't like, oh, this is a black show. Like, it didn't matter. Like, we actually did not think about race. 
they've really messed it up again because like well, it was pretty darn we don't think about race like, because what, what I think we period. saw and I asked an honest question on my Facebook I said why this speech now and everybody gave some really great answers I learned stuff from you guys I want you to guys know you guys are the heroes I learn stuff from you even when you comment in here or you comment on my Facebook page I read what you say and the Medusa reads me everything I miss and I learn stuff and like one guy said listen these people are facing titanic losses and their only hail mary now is to whip up their base did we just wear pajamas to work well the weird thing is that's kind of a style lately and i don't like it because it looks like pajamas sometimes it's like a two-piece set and you're like yeah it just looks like pajamas but you it's know a thing. my <laughs> 70s dad would have said no those are pajamas i know like, that's what i think <laughs> I don't know who you're fooling, but you're not fooling me. <laughs> I agree. We need more. So we need to time travel and abduct all the 70s dads and basically put them char- in charge of everything and let yeah. them scream at everybody because they're not holding the flashlight correctly. Um, but uh, I, I, it's, you know, back to the races. It's just it's just weird. So the things that I learned from you guys is this one guy just said, listen, these people are facing no way to win except maybe they can get their base out. And the only way that that 30%, 38% of CNN, Ukrainian flag, TikTok dancing nurse videos, we're all into this together, I hope all the anti-vaxxers die on a ventilator crowd, is to use fear. And the fear is these, these what do you call them, ultra-magas, MAGA Republic, they are trying out every version of MAGA, you know, I love how Joe Biden says it. He just he, when he says it, he sounds like the oldest man that he is. These MAGA Republicans. I mean, like, why didn't you just say black folk? Why didn't you just say, you know, Asian slur? Because that's how it sounds like. And that's the racism that's alive and well in the Democrat Party, which is anybody who ain't like us sure is bad. Not welcome. Around Not here. welcome around here. <laughs> Won't have any of that inner inner you know like that uh what what was what were they making fun of crowd race mixing oh it was it was what what, it was the race mixing that they tried to do during the vaccine push which was you know unvaccinated can't be around my family oh right right, no one vaccinated some bitch gonna marry my daughter right really why don't we just replace that with what you guys used to say huh huh and it just goes to show all they did was put a new skin on an old hatred but it's a, it's 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 a party of hatred. And if you think I'm pro-Republican, no, no, they're the same. Republicans and Democrats are the same. I think there's some America First people, and I think there's some honest people and some vets, and I think there's some crazy people. But I'll go with the crazy people over Lindsey Graham any day. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not voting establishment anybody ever again because mm-hmm. that's I don't know. And again, I would just say I do not know that we will be having an election. Like I said, and I've said repeatedly on this podcast, they are far too close to all their dreams to let you monkeys get your hands on the wheels. So that, that I have a very strong feeling that is not going to happen. But they're starting the uh, ultra MAGA is terror, and uh, they're trying to overthrow the country so that they can um, steal the election and then claim that you being upset about it is insurrection. That's what I think the play is. Yeah, exactly. And because all of their efforts against Trump seem to keep not working as well as they hope, I think that gives them even more of a reason to do something pretty major. You know, like I have saying. I have people in my life that I, I, I trust 
uh, I have some consiglieries, I call them older guys, sometimes older women. And uh, a lot of them have counted Trump out completely, 100%. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised. And I'm by like, that. it's weird because that's like, have you not paid attention? And again, I am not. Well, you know what? I am. I have really come to love Trump. I have really come to mm-hmm. dig this son of a bitch. He is a lot of fun. And I would, I would just say it wasn't my first choice or anything like that. But damn, if just him making them apoplectic and the, probably the amount of strokes he's caused them hasn't made my life richer, better, and fuller, I don't know what has. I would vote for Trump on pure chaos alone right now because the adults, as I was promised, aren't doing a great job. And the Republicans, where have they been for the last two years of this oppressive, mean-girling, tax-spending, just chaos, war-losing Afghanistan, Ukraine, constant lies, debacle, 78, 87,000 taxes? Where's Ted Cruz? Where's Lindsey Graham? Where's Mitch McConnell? Where's all my fine Republican brothers? They haven't done anything. So I'm not into anybody, but... I would just go back to that Trump's done that I keep hearing people say and stuff like that. I agree with you. I you th- I, Trump should be done, except that's kind of been his whole M.O. from the beginning. Everybody constantly counts Trump out and then he becomes the president of the United States. So if like I remember like two years out from when he got elected, people were saying the same things. I'm like. Um, you realize that history repeats itself, right? You realize that there are patterns. You realize, like, you guys, you guys producing the same results, I mean, producing, creating the same actions of mean-girling him and all these kinds of things, um, but get it, but expecting different results than what time and time again have happened to him, I don't know. That's the path to insanity. We have to remember, like, the propaganda effect, too. Everyone in the mainstream media, including establishment Republicans, are trying their best to instill that in all of our minds, that Trump's done, Trump's done, blah, blah, blah. So how much of that is true? Probably not a lot of it because you see his rallies and they're still packed and people still love him. So yeah, are there some people that don't like him? Like our friend, I just want to say like, you came up with a really good theory of why our friend that you're talking about, (laughs) who was pro-Trump and now is like, no, he's done, blah, blah, blah you came up with a good answer of why that was because I was like, I don't get that. And you're like, I think it's that he's an, he's actually an establishment Republican or a rhino fan. Yeah. You know, yeah, and you're like, yeah, the, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, he, cha- he chases the, the money on that side and stuff like that. But <clears throat> most of the establishment people out there have always liked Ben Shapiro as an establishment person. Um, most of the pundits and everything like that, they want Trump to be done. It's the nutty crowd that thinks he's got a chance. But and, and I don't mean to really say nutty when I'm going to say what I'm going to say next. When I talk to average common people like myself on the street, most of them got a thing for Trump. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form. And I do believe it goes back to that common man speech. So this one's supposed to be really a Trump podcast, but just saying that, like, things are wacky and strange. And I think... Um, I think they're going to get a lot, a lot, and I and I say that all the time. Oh, it's going to get a lot wackier. I wish it wouldn't. I wish I could see the cycle where things are calming down and stuff like that. But again, we're too close to their dreams, and this upcoming elect election absolutely stands in the way of their dreams. Digital money, um, joining the new world order, all of these kind of wacky things. And again, remember I talked about it a little while back ago, like all the other Western civilization countries 
are racing to be in the New World Order. America would like to race too. It's trying to starve you right now on power, gas, energy, all that kind of stuff, food. Because that's the only path to control. Because you have guns and you won't vote for what they need to have happen, which is become the dominant member of the New World Order under the auspices of the UN and the World Economic Forum. What does England do? UK? They elect a new prime minister, who's probably going to be the next prime minister, and she is... What do you know? One of the young, former young global leaders of the World Economic Forum. Yeah, which is a, a Klaus Schwab. Yeah. You know, Justin Trudeau. Newsom is one of those people. Dan Crenshaw is one of those people. Putin is actually one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of shady characters. But again, the UK is attempting to prove that they can take a leadership role just like Australia, just like New Zealand and everything like that. Meanwhile, the US, the neocons, which are really the Democrats and the Republicans the mainstream ones, um, they would love to do that too. It's just in about less than 60 days, they have to face an election. And all indications are that election is going to be a bloodbath for one side. And that side doesn't even want to do the things that it's going to be elected to do, but there will be a mandate from the people and an intense amount of pressure. And that pressure isn't going anywhere. We'll post an article from Miracle this weekend with Edward Dowd, the financial analyst who used to work for BlackRock, him walking you through everything. And mainly the things, the two statistics you need to pay attention to are all-cause mortality and insurance and um, funeral homes. Once you unlock those, you realize we are at the very beginning, and it's already happening, of a wave of disease and death like nothing we've ever seen. I wonder what could have caused that. Oh, I'm not on YouTube, so I can say whatever I want. The vaccine caused it. And everybody knows it, and they know it. And, okay, so, Nick, what's your what's your evidence for that? Well, if you watch all of them, from Burks to the CDC to everybody, there was even somebody this morning, they're all in CYA, cover your ass mode, where just like go go watch the Jim Brewer TikTok video where he talks about it, where they come out and they say, oh, we're sorry, we didn't know, we got it wrong, and even maybe possibly fo- floating this mass formation hypnosis uh, theory so that they can buy themselves cover. Everybody is starting to run because they know that there's going to be an incredible amount of damage from the vaccine to the financial and the legal and the governmental things. There is going to be a lack of trust. So again, if we balance that against the fact that these people want to be the neocons in charge of the new world order, and to do that, their com- their company, their country, has to reach Australia or New Zealand even levels of control. Do you think you think that's going to happen at this election? Do you think? I mean. Trudeau basically has to rule by a 22% mandate. Yeah. And he has to rule by executive order and he has to rule by foreign mercenary. Yeah. And by somebody who laughed about plundering people's bank accounts. Right. Oh, that Christina Freeland or whatever her name is. So do you think this election is going to give the neocons who want to be prime members of the New World Order, you think it's going to give them any kind of legitimate power? 
Um, do you mean like if the Republicans win or if the Democrats win? They're both the same. Well, they're I know. Ne- they're neocons. Do, right. So do you think this election is going to give them the mandate they need to – and here, here's the thing. Like all the vaccines, all the energy crisis, all of that kind of stuff, what you really need to think about when you hear those things is control grid. They are trying to lower a control grid over you. Once that control grid is in place, they can do anything they want for the rest of your lives. Well, here's the key, is that they've given this coming very soon due date that's looming, which is Agenda 2030. And that's why they're all acting so crazy and so breakneck speed is because they have clearly decided they're throwing all their chips in and they must accomplish these things by 2030. And so do I think they'll have a mandate or whatever? I don't think it matters. I mean, I think if they manage to, whatever power they manage to hold on to, they're just going to continue to jam okay, everyone. But let's say you get in a McCarthy who doesn't want to, who's on their side, mm-hmm. doesn't want to, but you get in Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few others like her, and they have a lot of people in congressional positions like themselves. They're not a minority they become a majority they're able to they don't have to take kevin mccarthy's deals That'd be great so now you're playing with the power structure of what they want to accomplish and what they want to accomplish is imminent because there's a couple little signs there's some interesting dates coming up can you remember the interesting dates coming up from, that we learned about this weekend well i mean one of them was two days in a row it was like the last day of september first day of october right, right. and what were those <laughs> the, the the pope has ordered um that everybody in the papacy yeah everybody in the vatican and i believe probably all the priests too to switch over to the papal bank mm-hmm. to take crazy. all of your money out of all of the world banks and local banks and to switch over to the papal bank as of october 1st oh right or maybe that one was September 30th because the October 1st was Starbucks. Back to why we're not going to Starbucks ever again. Like, really, we're serious this time. Yeah. <laughs> Is because as of October 1st, Starbucks has said they will no longer accept cash. And then there's an interesting thing I'm having trouble recalling, but I remember the date. December mm-hmm. 13th. Yeah. There's Anyways, there a, yeah. you think about that for I'll a second. But there's all of these dates coming up that mean the control grid has to be in place now. Now remember, for most of the rest of the world and Western civilization, mainly, the control grid is in place. It's in place in New Zealand, it's in place in Australia, it's in place in Canada, it is in place in the UK, it is in place in Germany, where they're telling them they will now have to go without power this winter. France is telling the same thing to its people. All of it, none of these things are necessary. There is unlimited oil and unlimited nuclear energy for all intensive purposes at this moment. But if there are those things, then you can't have the control grid. And the control grid needs to make the mass of human society reach such a point of zero game that you are dependent on a new financial system that is being installed for you to feed yourself and to have money. And so when you look at all these dates, like the Vatican saying, hey, you all have to deposit. Well, why would they say that? Why would they say you all have to put all of you priests and all of you Vatican officials and the Swiss guards, you have to put your money in our bank? Because in one night, they're going to turn around and they're going to say, we're not doing currents anymore. We're doing digital currency. And if you don't understand money or things like that, 
you haven't had currency in a long time. What you've had is promissory notes. Um, they, they will pay them. But you haven't actually had backed currency, probably most of you in your lifetimes. What's the difference with digital currency? Well, look at China. China is in total collapse right now. China is claiming that they're having a massive COVID outbreak. But really, if you, again, listen to the Edward Dowd interview, they are basically attempting to prevent bank runs. They're doing quite good at it because China has the digital currency control grid. And when you don't do things they don't like, they just turn off your money. And it's very hard to get things done when you don't have money, like drive down to the bank and protest. Anybody wonder why they want you to have an electric car? Why California said we're, we're banning all non-electric cars by 2030? Because it's easier to turn off an electric car than a car with gas. So all of these things are the control grid, and they're coming online, and they're coming online imminently. If you look at the other Western nations, all the ones that I just named, they're racing to be the leaders of the, the, of the New World Order. If the United States is able to make it, they're probably not going to be. We're too much of a powerhouse. So that kind of tells me what? It tells me that their plan is for the United States not to make it into the New World Order. They're the ones basically attempting to sabotage us because they want to control the New World Order and they want us broken up into a faction and factions and uh, a series of uh, states perpetually at war with uh, no proper military anymore because we used it on ourselves. Um, a bunch of you know mercenaries uh, acting as our politicians. So like, like pretty much in a lot of ways what we have right now, the world is actually disintegrating the United States just like the CIA went around disintegrating Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan, and long before the Iran, Iraq, Afghanistan that you know about, uh, all through South America. Look at the fruit company in South America. What was that called? United Allied Fruit. fruit United Fruit. Yeah. They're, sure. They have learned from the CIA how to divide and conquer, and that's what they're doing to us now. And that's why we're fighting about stupid things like an Amazon series and uh, whether you want to cut your junk off and pretend you're a woman and everything like that. I think most people that think like us have no interest in fighting over those things, but it's that Dan Rather thing. Let's let's give a hand to all women because they've really had it so hard. You know, and I forget, go and look at the tweet, but someone calls them out and they're like, I don't know what kind of group of people you hang out in, but none of us are doing that to women. But it's enough that the big blue check verified celebrity with 861,000 followers is able to point out that this is a problem that actually exists. And so everybody, the stupid, go, oh, I guess women really are oppressed. Mm -hmm. And then you've got all these series about on, on TV about how oppressed, how hard it is to be a woman. It's funny that all of those series have to go back to 18th century England or the 1950s where nobody can be questioned. And we're told, like, every man in the 1950s was Don Draper. And all women were just being forced to get pregnant and all these kinds of things. It's like it's a wonder we even have a civilization now. Exactly. But all of these things are being done for us to be upset at each other and to argue while, meanwhile, we are being systematically dis disassembled by the rest of the world. Yeah, for sure. That's, like, one of the main things of like the only way it makes sense of the people that are in power right now and why they're doing what they're doing because 
it's completely counterintuitive to strengthening our country. So you're like, yeah, I think they're being controlled by people that want to yeah. destroy our country because <laughs> that well, makes sense. He, so, I mean, I won't – I forget how John Goodman says it to uh, Nicolas Cage in Raising Arizona. He says it in this really down homey way, but something like, I won't, I won't be a – I want to be a light into your darkness or something. He says it in a really brilliant way. Bonus points if you remember it. I think it would actually be a great thing if we didn't get into the New World Order. Oh, yeah. If we did <laughs> actually sure. experience some kind of civil war mm-hmm. that allowed them to go forward and get involved in the shenanigans they want to get involved in, which is a massive war with Russia and a taking of the Middle East. They have no designs currently on the United States. China probably needs to attack Taiwan just to get the distraction off its banks. Win or lose, and that that is ultimately the smartest thing I've heard someone say. Um, China probably can't win Taiwan, but it probably needs to attack Taiwan. Um, We have about, I would say, a 10 to 15 year window in the United States where the rising superpowers around the world, Russia, China, the sort of the EU, what what that's about to become. We have about 20 years before they come looking for our territory. We have to clean house in that 20 years. We have to purge uh, neoconism. We have to purge Republicans. We have to purge Democrats. We have to purge deep the deep state. We have to purge leftism. We have to purge communism. And we need a reformation in which we return to classical libertarian values and freedom and the constitutional and the constitution. I, I, I would allow what I am, which is a constitutional conservative, but I think a marriage of that and classical liberalism, and I mean real classical liberalism, would be the best way forward for everybody in the United States, but an absolute and utter outlawing of any sort of value that is contrary to the Constitution. And the two that I can name are Islam, because it's absolutely contrary. Islam is based on slavery. And uh, and communism, because it's a collective. And I, and I would say a return to the... Not a return. An actual shot. We've had two shots. One under... I think it was Coolidge... And the other under Trump, the not even Reagan, where we actually got close to free market capitalism, and I would say that would be that would be the way forward. So what I'm saying is, allowing them to disintegrate us might not be in our worst interests. It might keep us out of the EU or, or the world, the, the 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 sort of one world government, which will insist that we go completely on their control grid. So chaos and war and disru- disruption keeps us out of the club. And then it gives us an opportunity in something I've talked about before. When they go violent with you, you are released to do violence to them. Don't do violence before it, but I think the violence that they're going to do is impending. But I think when it when it happens, it allows us the, the opportunity to band together, to wave our Gadsden flags, our American flags, to remember that patriot is not a dirty word, and to retake our country, and to, I would say read the Old Testament, especially the parts concerning Samuel, and cleanse our land of evil. Yeah. And there's very specific 
way in doing that, and it's barbaric, and it's utter, and it's catastrophic, but you can't allow cancer, you gotta cut the cancer out. And drag queens, and communism, and Marxism, and slavery, and identity politics, those are all cancers. The Democrats, the neocons, the Republicans, cancer, please show me how things have gotten better. From my childhood, things have gotten completely worse. We are in a huge mess because all of these things are running amok. The cities are so out of control and so violent and so dangerous. Like even here in California, it's like it is becoming completely ungovernable. And yet there are being there are people being paid our tax money to govern us. Yes, please go to war on us. That gives us an opportunity to clean you up. Exactly. So that December 13th date, I found one thing so far, and I don't want to go too far down the Please. rabbit hole. Um, so I don't know if this is the thing or not. There's like a pretty major author of books on, you know, currency and such named Jim Rickards. Um, he's predicting a, something called C-Day, but basically that the U.S. paper dollars would become completely worthless by December 13th. Um and you'd only be able to use CBDC. Some people are saying like, I don't it, know. What, that it did have something to do with this, the CBDC, that the central bank digital currency was. Yeah. It's something that it is supposed to go live on December thirteenth. Will that mean like total? You know, everybody has to adopt it immediately. Um, I don't know. Is this an event two hundred one where they've never ever had a COVID pandemic in any way, shape, or form, and they've never run a training scenario for COVID, and then they decide to, and lo and behold, four months later, we're suddenly overrun by COVID. Oh, and the so where they get that date right is um, an executive order, executive order 14067. So, but I think people are saying, yeah, I don't think they'll be able to actually do it, but there is an executive order that would imply but, they're maybe going right. to go for that. In normal times right now where you can do whatever you want. But look how, I mean, I think sometimes, you know, and I think, I think, um, one of the doctors that Peter Mercola just interviewed wrote a book about the history of COVID. Yeah. And if you well, go back into those, mm -hmm. I think, isn't it, you mean Dr. Mercola and he interviewed Peter Mercola yeah. and it was yeah. Peter Mercola with like a co-author there. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was that one. And you really have to go back in to see how much heaven and earth was moved in those in that first two weeks not even the two weeks to flatten the curve then the two weeks to flatten the curve like around here it was amazing to see businesses just shutter up and to walk the streets and drive on the wrong side of pch and and to see how much power the government immediately took and the things that they did so could they have cb cds tomorrow no but given the right crisis, absolutely. Given a limited nuclear attack, uh, which they've talked about. Given, uh, you know, um, I, again, everybody says they don't think monkeypox is going to work. I don't know that they're going to deal it out. But if they, they know what they have learned because COVID was a success, that whatever they have to do, they have to create a crisis that causes so much fear like those early days of COVID, that they are given carte blanche to do whatever they want to do. Is that true? Well, look at it. As we all know, and people tell you, we're never going back to normal again. You're never, ever getting on an airplane without disrobing and taking off all your clothes and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Having and your how, little uh, tiny uh, bottles of liquids. Yeah, like, like, 
every time there's a crisis, they take more power from you. So everything that we've talked about in this podcast, their desire to get to CBDCs and the control grid, uh, they've got to do it through emergency. And why I keep beating this drum, like I beat the Tiffany Dover, Dover drum, I'd love to see if Tiffany Dover's alive, but I think she's dead. And I think that a lot of major media news organizations went to great lengths to cover that up, that she died on camera right in front of everybody. And that they're still out there saying, oh, we have the new vaccine. This one has the vaccine and the flu shot. Oh, this one has four flu. I would take another vaccine if my life depended upon it. Me too. I just I'm don't take trust my chances that. Because with the not because it might do something stuff. or good or whatever, but because you lied about Tiffany Dover. You lied to the entire country on opening day. Yep. She died right in front of everybody. And then you went on and lied about it. And then Burks comes out and says, oh, we didn't, we knew it wasn't going to be effective and everything. Like, just, why are these people not swinging from light poles? Yeah. Anyways, he gets off the subject. But to say, like, that election that's coming up, it stands in the way of all of those plans. So what do you think's going to happen? You think that's going to be a fair election? You think that's even going to be an election? You don't think that there's some some crisis, something, and I hope that there isn't. But whatever it is, it has to match the early days of the COVID pandemic for them to hit these benchmarks. And that is the podcast. <laughs>